0: Welcome back, Friday Night Friends, to our bonus Halloween episode for Halloween week uh, to celebrate Halloween. How many times can I say Halloween at the beginning of this episode? Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Exactly. It's like this is Halloween. It's like the opening song to that one Tim Burton film that I can't, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, But to celebrate Halloween and the season of spookiness, we've decided that we're going to watch a classic slasher film. You guessed it. We're going to watch Halloween. This is Scary Movie Fright Night, a podcast about two guys who just watch scary movies. <gasps> I'm Chris, and I love
1: scary movies. And I'm Sam, and I hate scary movies. My body just shook. Give me the <laughs> No, don't. All you have to do is stay inside in your bed, and then you won't get murdered.
0: Oh. Huh. <laughs> okay. Now you have that recorded. So, like we said, uh, it's Halloween week. We're taking it back to the beginning, to Michael Myers' origin, where his journey began, the first of many different timelines, the original Halloween movie. Uh, honestly, I'm so excited because uh, if you tuned in last season, Sam chose between 380s classic slasher films and he chose Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, which is a great way to start. But, ha- but I was wondering how we were going to incorporate Halloween and what better time than to do it. Well, on Halloween Halloween. again, I don't know why I keep saying that word It's because I love it. It's my favorite season. Yeah. Every time we say Halloween, you have to take a shot. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's true. Oh, man, I would be wasted already. (laughs) But before we get into it, it's a really old movie. uh, So we're going to we're going to give you a little recap. Make sure that if you didn't watch it before this episode, that you at least remember what it's about. Pretty basic, pretty quick recap. But to start, Halloween came out in 1978. When I was negative four years old, uh, written and directed by John Carpenter and co-written and produced by Deborah Hill, uh, starring the queen of slasher films herself, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis and Tony Morgan as the infamous Michael Myers. IMDb gave it a 7.7 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 96%. Wow. That's pretty 96. Pretty good. Yeah, 89% audience score, and I I agree. I love this movie. It just brings back all the feels for me. It's weird for me to have such joyous feelings watching the movie, but again, I'm, I'm digressing. Without further ado, here is the recap of Halloween. The film begins in the fictional town of Haydenfield, Illinois, on Halloween night in 1963. A young boy named Michael Myers, dressed in a clown costume, brutally murders his teenage sister Judith with a kitchen knife. He subsequently institutionalized at the Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Fifteen years later, on October 30th, 1978, he got really excited for Halloween and decides to escape from the sanitarium and return to Haydenfield. He steals a William Shatner mask. Oh, there's the trivia. Wait, (laughs) is it really a William Shatner mask? Oh, we'll get to this. Okay, sorry. I should have read the synopsis. Anyway, (laughs) I'm learning things as I'm reading it. Okay, uh, to continue. He steals a William Shatner mask that I wasn't tracking was a William Shatner mask and a knife and sets his sights on Laurie Strode, a high school student who's babysitting two children, Tommy and Lindsay, for the evening. Dr. Loomis, Michael's psychiatrist, rushes to Haydenfield to warn the authorities about Michael's escape. As Halloween night unfolds, Michael stalks Laurie and her friends, Annie and Linda, who are all unaware of the danger they are in. Dr. Loomis desperately searches for Michael while trying to convince the local sheriff of the threat. Michael's killing spree begins and he systematically eliminates all of Lori's friends one by one. Lori becomes increasingly frightened as she realizes she is being pursued by an unstoppable, emotionless killer. She eventually manages to defend herself and the children she's babysitting from Michael's attacks. In a climactic showdown, Dr. Loomis arrives just in time to shoot Michael 700 times, give or take, uh, and he falls over a balcony, but when they look, he's vanished the end relatively short synopsis but it took me 12 times to get it right <laughs> that's all right um
1: you mentioned the william shatner mask this was the first <laughs> i think really interesting piece of trivia about this movie it is How in fact i, I hate william shatner so i read this online and I, I was like reading an article or something about the history of the genre and this movie and it said something about the william shatner mask and i was like is that a joke like Oh, it kind of looks like Liam Shatner, maybe. Like, but what actually happened was, when they made this movie, they made this movie on a like shoestring budget, three hundred thousand dollars, and then went on to gross forty seven million at the U.S. box office. So, and I think they filmed it in like four weeks. It was like very rapid production on a low budget. They said we need a mask for the villain, so they had two options, they created two masks that they were considering. The first mask was like a smiling clown mask, which if you remember, mm. I think you said this in the synopsis, young, um, what's his name? Michael Myers. Young Michael Myers was dressed as a clown. So that, yeah. was the, that was the first mask that they were like, oh, let's try this like smiling clown, like the, this demented look. And then the second mm. one, they found a mask I think in like a prop store or Halloween store or something from... So William Shatner was an actor on Star Trek and they had created a mask right. that they used as like a death mask. I, I, don't, I haven't seen Star Trek, so I don't know what, what? happened to his character. But Weird. I read in an interview that they would use it if they needed to like, like as a prosthetic, if they needed to okay. shape things or something okay. and they didn't need to have him always there, they could just use his mask. So they took Fair. this William okay. Shatner mask and they modified it Painted it white, cut out the eye holes a little bit and took off mm-hmm. the uh, eyebrows. <laughs> and then they said what? what between the demented smiling clown mask and the William Shatner mask, they were like, the William Shatner one is actually scarier
0: because it's just like emotionless. And that is crazy. That's the history of the mask. How did I not know that it was a William Shatner mask? Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Also, I mean, okay, so classic Star Trek. And I know you just said that you didn't, you've never seen Star Trek and I'm not going to get down that rabbit hole. Uh, You're trying. Have
1: you, do you know like the whole history with his character on Star Trek? I mean,
0: he was Captain Kirk. He was the captain of the ship (laughs) in the original Star Trek. the main guy, okay. (laughs) Like he was, I mean, there was lots of main guys. There was Spock, the Klingon, you know, there was, I mean, all the folks, but like of the original Star Trek that started all of it, he was the captain of the ship. Yeah. Not um, but either way, uh, again, you, you're. I feel like you tricked me by being like this. I, this iconic thing that everyone knows about, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I but, have a trivia, but uh, I don't so you, actually you, know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's so funny that I guess 1978. You know, in 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 the prime original Star Trek uh, time, that there's a mask out there with his face, and they cut it out. I never would have guessed yeah. it. That's crazy. And again, it, it showed up in my in my recap that i did not preview before i read yeah yeah i wonder i I wonder
1: if that's like a well known like people like people who are fans of halloween if they i mean because i i read it in an article you just read it in the synopsis i wonder if it's like kind of a commonly known
0: little trivia fact among true fans yeah maybe i mean i feel like i feel like i'm a pretty big fan um In general, but I mean, apparently, I'm not a big enough fan to do all the trivia and figure it out. That I like, I will literally text my mom after this because, and we'll talk about the different timelines and all the movies I saw as a kid watching Halloween. But I guarantee you, she doesn't know that bit of trivia. She's probably going to, she's probably going to be surprised. If she didn't know it, she's been holding out on me. She's going to be like, How did you not know? Everybody knows that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's probably what's going to happen. She's like, Oh, I trained you poorly as a child. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine, though, if that was, your face that they created
0: like I would be so excited really especially now 40 years later this is like I mean 45 yeah. right like this is that's epic that'd be pretty epic now unlike what was it that it was one of the movies from last season and they had named the bad person yes. after someone from their childhood oh, it's, which it's, movie it's, was that and um wait it was Freddy Krueger Oh, it was was Freddy Freddy Krueger. Yeah, Yeah. because because Wes Craven had a Fred Krueger that was like a a bully or something. And then, yeah, so that's a little bit different to where like your name lives on in history as like someone who murdered children and also like, you know, goes and does crazy stuff. But but if it was my face, I mean, little bald, you know, good looking face with my eyes cut out, like, hey. Like for Halloween, you wouldn't even have to wear a mask. You could just paint your face white and wax off your eyebrows. There you go yeah and paint your eyelids black and just walk around yeah
1: with your yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, maybe yeah. um <laughs> so now that that wow William Shatner one yeah uh we'll uh we'll find the scariest episode of Star Trek and we'll integrate it in for a bonus episode go. um yeah, so, what did you think about Halloween? I have opinions i I grew up on this like obviously it came out before I was born, um and I'm gonna get into a time- the timeline a little bit later, but I have a few notes about what I thought, but really more importantly from Sam who grew up, not even knowing that Halloween was a holiday, Uh, (laughs) but what did, what did you, what did you think of the movie? What was your Uh, thoughts? Like obviously, you know, old and campy, but, but like, there's a lot that I don't know, but I
1: definitely know that Halloween is a holiday. Um, okay. 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 So what did I think about it? Um, Mm -hmm. it kind of made me think of nightmare on Elm street less funny yeah. like nightmare on elm street brought a little bit of comedy to it this one there were two really specific things that i thought were kind of funny mm-hmm. the first yeah. one was the fact that they had <laughs> there was a lot of jack-o'-lanterns in the movie there you're was. right like there's the one scene where jamie lee curtis is like carrying the jack-o'-lantern like through the dining room yeah. like almost like a little ceremony um and you see them yeah. all over the place well, and then the kid had one at
0: school when the bullies were picking on him. Yes, and he like, fell on his bro, pumpkin. Bro, why are you and, carrying around this giant ass pumpkin? I mean, people do pumpkin carving. I've I've went to a pumpkin carving. Oh, I love before, pumpkin carving. All Yeah, and so like back in nineteen seventy eight, that's but, what you did. You just carried a pumpkin at school. Oh, you. okay. I guess I I don't know, but you know, there were and a he lot of fell on it here. and then it crushed. That yeah yeah jerks.
1: But the pumpkin or the jack o' lantern that really made me laugh was. <laughs> the like bedside jack-o'-lantern when that one of the teenage couples
0: that was, was like weird. you're trying to start a fire yeah. <laughs> I was like why <laughs> is this in doing, doing <laughs> putting a jack-o'-lantern in your house <laughs> yeah. I was like what is going <laughs> 1978, on 1978 there were there was no fire safety in no 1978. there was not Um, so that kind of made me chuckle no, a little no, bit no. and the other thing that I found
1: funny was uh I don't think I don't think this was meant to be funny well I don't know what do you think mm-hmm. when I keep wanting to say Freddy Krueger when Michael Myers So there was the scene where one of the couples was hooking up and then the guy goes downstairs to get her a beer. Yeah. And then, um, again, Freddie Krueger. Michael Myers stabs him into the wall, like, you know, Mm -hmm, pierces mm -hmm. him and he's like, Lots of force. Very strong knife. And so then he comes up back upstairs and he's wearing a bed sheet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. With with glasses
1: glasses on on it. And the door just like slowly opens and he's just standing there and i just thought it was so ridiculous and silly and it kind of made me laugh what did you
0: think about it do you think that was intended to be funny so so um it was it was it was interesting and so i i i i made mental note of that as well because i i don't think that michael Myers is pretty cut and dry right he's an unstoppable Mm -hmm. force uh he has super strength as Mm -hmm. we noticed uh he makes sure that when he steals knives he gets ones that are probably made of japanese steel so he can stab through a body and sure. through a wall and they will hold in place uh but he's not one to be like a strategist he's not a hunter he's not like a, a humorous person but i but that scene i was just like hmm there's a little bit of like i'm going to play this like you know what i mean it had cuz it wasn't tricky he could right. have just walked in and went after her, right? Is so he, playfulness? so whatever that character play, yeah, it's like playfulness that they built in. I mean, it's the first of many, many movies, right? So I think that you don't see that as much later and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's just pretty cut and dry, cold stone. I'm not even running. I'm just walking and I'm still going to mm-hmm. catch you. So that seemed a little bit out of character, mm-hmm. and but it did seem like playful. I don't see any other like motive other than like, ha ha, yeah. gotcha. Which also doesn't seem in character. Um, but then on the other, the other thing I I thought about is when Lori goes over there and finds all of her friends, first of all, he staged all of them in a very odd way, right? He staged their bodies and then, and then she tries to escape out the back door by the kitchen and he has blocked it from the outside. So he's strategically, um, what's the, what's the word that I, that I was thinking of? He like premeditated, Uh, he premeditated her coming over and like blocking her in and trapping her, which is not stupid i'm not saying he's an idiot but i just don't think in my mind that that's what i would expect from michael myers for him to do something so premeditated to trap someone and maybe maybe i'm wrong mm-hmm. um but those two things I, I definitely caught as like oh not what i would expect from this like weird soulless evil you know yeah being with super strength well
1: yeah this was the first halloween movie and i know it you was. have yeah. we want to do like a full walkthrough of the whole halloween like Universe in a, in a few minutes. But yeah, maybe because it was the first one, maybe they were still trying to figure out who he was. Like, what is it's his probably true. thing? Maybe they were playing with like different ideas. I did find um, there's a Vox article about the Halloween movie and, well, mm-hmm. all of the movies, and they gave, they gave you, there's five. Rules of Michael Myers. And you actually, I think you just hinted at one of these. So let me tell you what the five rules of Michael Myers are. We can see if you agree with all of these. The first one is that he always wears a mask and he never ever speaks. Facts. Yep. Facts. Mm -hmm. I think there was a caveat there that in one of the movies, we hear his voice in a flashback, maybe from his childhood. Maybe. But generally he never speaks. Okay. Right. Okay. The second one, I didn't, I saw this in the credits, but I didn't understand it until I read this rule that he's usually credited as the shape. Weird. Like, in the final credits, you'll see really? it'll say, like, it doesn't say Michael Myers, it says the shape. I don't Strange. know why. Because I I, I, I the credits are not very long. Like I right. said, this was a small budget, like, not you know this was not an avengers movie with like mm-hmm. two hundred thousand people who made it it was like right. 50 people <laughs> yeah. so i sat and watched the whole credit scroll and i was like oh this is a tiny movie and so i saw the shape and was like what was the shape what happened during the movie who was the shape was that what was that that, that was it. it was just michael myers weird um he's also always referred to at some point in the movie as the boogeyman and yeah that yep. that's
0: happened. pretty common yeah
1: um the third rule is that Michael is always obsessed with Laurie Strode, Jamie okay. Lee Curtis's character, or mm-hmm. her nearest relations.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: The fourth rule is that he never runs. He always That's just facts. walks slowly after
0: his victims. He's never in a hurry. Yeah. He's always just cold, concise, and just walks where he's going. Yeah. Uh, although, this isn't a rule, but this is another thing that I thought about watching this movie. He does a lot of driving in this movie. He spends a lot of time... In that stolen car. And so I was like, one, did he ever have to get gas? Because he drove all the way back (laughs) from the mental institution. (laughs) And he's driving that car all over. He's parking outside the school. He's driving, stalking her in the car. Like, oh, let me go drive by the girls and then drive real fast and stop and drive again and then park the car. Like this dude, like was locked up at like eight years old or something. But apparently he figured out how to drive real quick. Now it was, wasn't a manual. So I'm sure he figured it out. But I was like, man, he spends a lot of time driving. Not that he doesn't drive anywhere else, but this one, I, it, I was like, man, half this movie, he's just driving around. He's like, man, I've, I've missed this windows down wind yep. in his in his hair, um, stocking slow, stocking some babysitters. Yeah. That's um, funny.
1: Uh, that you mentioned like him driving and getting gas, because I feel like there's this, I've seen this sort of like trend. I don't know if it's like a trend. I've seen this on social media where people will, will buy my, my, okay. Let me slow down for a second. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I have seen this on social media where people will buy Michael Myers masks Mm -hmm. and wear them, but like do a dance or they'll be doing something. Like I can't think of an example right now. I'm gonna have to go look for a video, but just like seeing the emotionless mask while they're like pumping gas or Mm -hmm. like standing at a
0: concert or something, because it's just out of context. It's actually kind of funny. When you posted one, quite a while back on, on Instagram, right? It was like Britney, was oh, like did. someone doing the same dance as Britney Spears. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's act- I was literally that's just gamble.
0: someone in a, yeah, in, a Michael, in a Michael Myers mask. Yeah, which, that was a while back when she was doing the knife dance. Which is funny because when you posted that, uh, I actually thought it was William Shatner dancing. And then I realized. And you're like, oh, that's not
1: William Shatner who painted his face white. It's, it's good Michael old
0: Mikey, Mikey M. That we used to call him back in the day. No one called yeah. him that
1: didn't know William could uh had the moves yep Will's Will's got the grooves yeah Um, I'll I'll fish that video up and repost it it was pretty funny
0: yeah that's funny um but yeah the five rules that makes sense those wait so there's one more rule oh that was I I only gave you four
1: yeah the last one is just pretty simple it's that he can't be killed okay and it lists all of the attempts of the ways that he, the things that he survived. We talked about this movie. He survives the gunshots and the falling yep. off the balcony. And stabs. He gets stabbed. He. Ge- oh, how many can you list from memory? Because I haven't seen any of uh, those. Let me think about this. Okay. How many are there? Did, do you know? Let's see. Including gunshots and stabbings. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and kind of a ninth
0: one. <laughs> okay. Kind of nine. Okay. So he's definitely, we, we talked about, it. so gunshots, he's yep. been stabbed. Yep. I think he's been run over by a car. Okay. He's yep, been that's one. uh like he's been burned. Yep. He's been so that's what is that, four? Oh, that's I four. Five more. I don't know if I'm gonna get the other five. Let's see. What other ways to die are there? Uh he's had a heart attack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I uh I feel like four out of nine is pretty good. No, that is really
1: good. I haven't seen any of the other movies, so that I wouldn't have gotten any. Um yeah. the others were explosions car okay. crashes which is yeah, similar which, to being run over but whatever true true yeah but yep. that makes sense yep um electrocution mhm having his skull bashed in oh okay
0: okay electrocution i don't remember that one but okay skull bashed in
1: yeah okay. yeah and then the last one is sorta
0: being decapitated oh like a nearly headless nick sort situation of. i think So, spoiler to I'm not going to tell which movie it is. At the end of the movie, they cut his head off. And then in the next movie, you find out he put his mask on someone else. So that doesn't Uh, count. Okay, okay. They decapitated the wrong person when they decided to make another movie. Like That was their way of being like, he's gone. And then they were like, or we could make another movie where he put the mask on someone else. And we think he's dead. Uh, I don't know if that's actually how the plan went. So that one doesn't really count. Okay, fair enough. So I got a 50%. And yeah. if you combine running over with car crashes, then really, I'm just kidding. Not like eighty percent. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So those are the rules of Michael Myers. The rules of Michael Myers. Which I feel like I should have a T-shirt that says the five rules of Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. So, so don't talk I've about learned about Michael the, Myers. rule number one of Michael Myers: don't talk about Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so hard to say his name? Anyway, rule number two: uh, don't walk away from him. Run, and you'll be fine.
1: Um you know that's a great point just keep running
0: just keep running if yeah. you do marathon training then he'll never catch you maybe he'll get and in the car last trip and fall cuz he loves he to m- drive oh, damn cuz he knows how to drive he likes to he likes to put the pedal to the metal
1: yeah although he, i feel like he never really sped he would just like slowly drive that is through true. the
0: neighborhood and well he drives like he walks very yeah. just just along a pace yeah along a pace it seems like he'd be easy to defeat but maybe not yeah, I mean, if you could get an axe, cut both of his feet off, then he'd been defeated. Okay. All okay. right. That's no? no, like when he was de-headed. No, not the same. Okay. Uh, so, what, so what else? What else What else are my favorite parts? I'll, I'll talk about. Yeah. So, A, I'm learning a whole lot. William Shatner's here to play. Uh, we got all the rules. Hey, if you're enjoying Scary Movie Fright Night, hit pause real quick, rate, review, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, back to the episode. I will say one of my favorite parts this I got so excited just starting this movie because right at the beginning, the Halloween music cuts in. and it just gets me excited. And I don't mean that in a weird way, Uh, but but I love it. It's like it's iconic. It's classic. It just brings back my childhood. And every Halloween movie has the same song playing. And it's like probably one of the most recognizable theme songs ever made you hear it you know it's michael myers you know it's halloween um well it starts out that way and and yeah it's it's i love it
1: that i was thinking about this too like as i was watching the movie the synthesizer is that what it is the 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 instrument that they're using to create the music you know it's got that
0: it's not like the high-pitched like yeah
1: yes that just hearing that takes me immediately back to the 80s I mean not really mm-hmm. because I was born late eighties, I don't remember it, but just that right, right. time period. Like just hearing the music hearing the instrument that they use.
0: Right. Creates a feeling of nostalgia. That's what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I hear it and I just automatically think people getting stabbed. Um <laughs> But yeah, I uh and well and you and I so you and I briefly mentioned this right before we started. Um But what I didn't know going in, because apparently I didn't know as much as I thought is, and you mentioned it, is that John Carpenter did the score. Yes.
1: The director. I knew this was
0: a John Carpenter movie, but I didn't know that he owned this iconic song.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the music for a minute because, so he has done a lot of music for movies that he's directed. Okay. Um, And obviously this is one that is like when you hear the theme for Halloween, it's very recognizable. Everybody yep. knows it. You see it all the time in social media. It's, it's beca- kind of like uh, the Shining music, mm-hmm. which is also super mm-hmm. iconic. I would say this is maybe in that, that level. Um, okay. So John Carpenter had shown a cut of the movie to one of the studio executives uh, before he had inserted the music. Oh, interesting. And okay. she was like, it's not that scary. But, you know, it's I mean, it's scary yeah, but it's, it's not...
0: without the music Yeah,
1: And I was thinking about that as I was watching it, because did you get did you get any jump scares? Did you ever like.
0: I don't think so. It's no? mostly just suspense as he's like coming after her. Right? Yeah, um, there was I don't think there's really any. I mean, I think that maybe at some point when one of the bodies falls down, there might be like a little bit, but nothing yeah. particular that's, you know, it's no conjuring. Right?
1: I actually but... I can't remember what made me jump scare, but there was. And it was less about the score and more about just the sound effect. It was just loud. Uh, mm. And it made me kind of jump. But less out of fear and more out of just like the abruptness of the sound effect being so loud. That's yeah. I, can't even, see, I can't even remember what, what the scene was in the movie because it wasn't that the scene was scary, the context. It was just like the sound literally made me jump, which then made me think how scary would this be without the sound or without the music sure. to add... Yeah. To the context of the movie.
0: Which also makes me
1: wonder r- random tangent, but okay. how do people who are non-hearing, people who are deaf, experience scary movies? Do they still yeah, find them know. as scary?
0: That's a good question. I would I love know. to ask. I mean, I feel like so much of it is sound based. And we talked about so many of these movies and like um you know, if, if if you're not feeling any vibrations from like a sound system or something like that, that can build
1: mm-hmm. some of that
0: tension. Like, I think that it's just a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that's curious. You know, how? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Also, like not a lot of subtitles to be had, which is, you know, for, for whatever, you know, there's not a lot of words happening while he is slowly chasing people. Because he never um, So it's interesting
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and then another thing just another little kind of trivia thing about the music and mm-hmm. the credits i told you i list, i watched the entire credits uh right. i was laughing because zach and i were talking about the movie as it ended and it was we were just noting how it was like clearly you know clearly like a small budget film but that then mm-hmm. went on to become a legendary horror movie yeah. um but when you're watching the credits there's It says it like credits the music to the Bowling Green Philharmonic. And I kind of laughed because, you know, a lot of like big Hollywood films, you know, it's like the LA Philharmonic or the London Philharmonic or these like, you know, Mm -hmm. big well known orchestras. So I was like, what, who is the Bowling Green Philharmonic? I just kind of laughed at it. But then I read online that there is no Bowling Green Philharmonic, it was just made up. John Carpenter is from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Oh, that's uh, funny. And it was just a little bit of a joke. It's just, like, the music is just him and some of his friends creating it using
0: okay. synthesizer or whatever. So they just whatever. created that as, like, a... <laughs> yeah, like funny. a
1: joke, I guess. So, a little bit of trivia there. There is no Bowling Green Bowling Philharmonic. Green Philharmonic. That is funny.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess technically there is, if that's what he wants to call himself. But Maybe we should go um, that, move to Bowling Green and start one. Yeah, sure. Sounds like a great place. Uh but no, uh, that's interesting. I, I appreciate that you watched the whole credits because I definitely didn't because uh, I wasn't, you know, looking for anything particular. But but I, this is educational. For a movie that came out before I was born, uh, I'm learning a lot today. Yeah. Yeah. So score, loved it. I think that one of the other things that added to that I just appreciated about it is that, you know, it opens up from Michael's perspective as a kid and you get that like first person view. Mm. Like it's like you are the camera moving in. It's a little wibbly wobbly. Um, which probably helps with low budget, but also like you don't often find a movie where you get to be in the perspective of the killer, right? You don't get that with nightmare on Elm street. You don't really get that with Friday oh, the 13th. I don't think, but yeah. like, I think that that's a pretty common thing with Halloween where, you know, you're in the eyes of Michael as he's hiding behind things and looking at people. And again, it's not throughout the movie, but it happens more than once. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of a different, or like over his shoulder. The, we got right, that a couple of right. times as he's like standing there watching through the window. Yeah. So so it's just an interesting thing that I appreciated that that kind of gave it a little bit of its own feel and character, especially when you talk about 80 slasher films. Yeah. You know, uh, Freddy Krueger is the funny-ish, you know, goofy, weird, over-the-top villain. With uh, no Jason sense of Voorhees, style. With no sense of style. Uh, <laughs> although I'm buying you that sweater. Um, <laughs> but Jason Voorhees, who you haven't met yet, He is similar to Michael Myers in that he doesn't run. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is very just kind of like up tall, walks after you, comes after you, does the thing. He might be someone that might put a sheet over his head just for trickery, but also he's just very just like he's, he's kind of evil, pure evil does the thing. Doesn't really no personality to him. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is kind of what we talked about briefly on the nightmare on Elm street episode is that both, Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees are easier to redo as characters because they are not known for the actor playing them. They are known for the portrayal of the character behind a mask. Mm. Whereas Freddy Krueger has a recognizable face and a recognizable personality. So that even when they did remake Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, it was hard. It was it was a hard sell for anyone that was a big fan of Robert Um, unglin right Uh, so anyway character that's just kind of is
1: jason also does he also not speak behind the mask he he also does not speak so yeah that's a lot easier to throw on a mask and then run around creeping people out with a fake knife
0: or whatever yeah
1: Hmm. yeah
0: yeah so 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 it's just an interesting way of going about it but what also is interesting right is that what makes halloween and this goes back to your rule what makes halloween hard to remake is the connection with Laurie Strode, which is why, well, and we're, we're going to get into the timeline a little yeah. bit, three different timelines or three different timelines of Laurie Strode's timeline uh, out of, actually did 80 something percent of it, probably from memory, but there was a, a Collider article that talked about like, you know, 13 movies, five different timelines. Um, it's really, in my opinion, four different timelines, but a lot of them are all based around different continuities of Laurie Strode. So she's kind of, Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of what makes it. She's the reason they brought it back again. And we'll, again, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, it's interesting. So she kind of is that continuity piece for Michael Myers. So if they ever decide to, uh, you know, redo it, they're going to have to figure that out. Um, you know, without Jamie Lee Curtis, I think she's done at this point because uh-huh. they just came out last year with the, the, with the last one that she will be in. Um, and she's not getting any younger. There's, you know, if they're going to re-reboot re, it, they're going to have to figure out a way to make it original. I think it's going to be difficult. Oh, on that note, talking about Laurie Strode, my yeah. last point that I want to talk about, uh, if if depending on I don't know what else you might have. But um, I, the thing that really kind of made me be like, come on, man, and, like almost in and making me laugh is that every time Laurie kills him, she throws the damn knife oh my down by his body. Oh, yes. And then he comes back. And then she stabs him, and she's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And then throws the knife down. I'm like, "You've got to be shitting Keep me!" Keep the knife. What are you doing? Hold on to the knife. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I just thought that was funny. I that that made me chuckle. She was just like, she was like, "Oh, I've got him. Let me just place it by his hand and go stand over here and turn my back to him." Oh, and then he came back again. Okay, I'm just gonna sit here and I like how he's gonna get up off the ground. I'm, I like how the first time
1: she killed. Well, the first time she got him, she stabbed him with yeah. a knitting needle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes yes i mean well oh, done did, she girl. used she used she used what she had man yeah she was very uh, she's a survivor
1: she is a survivor she was quick with that and just whoosh, right, right through the neck
0: yeah which actually it parallels her uh a little bit in i mean a little bit less so but when you look at nightmare on elm street and um the girl whose name uh is lost on me at the moment um but her being like the survivor that actually takes down freddy krueger uh while jamie lee curtis's character while Lori, Lori you know, didn't you know? In the end, the you know Donald Pleasant showed up. Doctor Loomis showed up with it, with his gun, and, and and fired a few times. Like she, but she held her own. Mm-hmm. She was able to hold him off. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's something to be said. After all of her friends had been killed, uh, none of them were able to do it. So I think that it's another uh, instance of a movie in that time frame where, you know, you have Last Woman Standing, and she was able to hold him off. Yeah. Now I don't know how that would have went had you know Doctor Loomis not shown up with a gun, but. She um, would have held her up. But own. I can appreciate it. She would have. She would have held she her She had own. those
1: coat hangers. <laughs> she was stabbing with the coat hangers. But
0: also... There was like seven more things in the house to stab him with.
1: This was an, another... This was an example. So last season, me being the newbie here to scary movies, I learned about the trope of the final girl and how oftentimes yeah. in this time period, the final girl was often like the most... Like, she was the virgin. She was the one who like... You know, like the the girls, well, the people who got killed were the ones who were like fooling around and smoking in bed and like, you know, the troublemakers.
0: That trope matches this movie because she's like the smart girl and she's not really seen. you know, she's not. She likes to knit while she makes it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's a knitter. I thought about that. I was like, oh, she's got the knitting bag and, and. And, you know, like her friends are all trying to do the thing. She's a responsible one. She's like, yeah, I'll babysit the other kid yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bring her over, right? Um, And, you know, she's better for it. Yeah. She's better for it. Well, is there anything else you had or do you want me to kind of break down this timeline for you? It's a little extensive. I'll try to be quick.
1: Um, I think that was everything I had.
0: There was a few other little tiny trivia points, but they're not. Okay. Well... Uh, So let's go into the timeline. So I don't know how much you read about. Did you read anything in in your reading? They talk about like the 27 million different timelines of of Halloween. Well, I looked at like Jamie
1: Lee Curtis's. I was curious about was this her big breakout role? She had a few roles before this one, but this was like her big breakout. Mm -hmm. But then she was in other Halloween movies. And then there was others that she was not in. So I'm not fully tracking the whole universe of
0: Halloween. Walk me through it. Okay. Okay. So, so again, I, this is a little bit inspired by a collider article that was like 13 movies, five different timelines. I'm really going to only touch on four of them. I'll tell you where I think they, they mean the fifth one is, but, but really, and again, I'm actually rather impressed that I actually generated this from memory and then just ch- checked myself with the article. Uh, so 1978 Halloween comes out. You watch that. Uh, Laurie Strode. She is just someone that lives in the town that he goes back to. He shows back up in town, um, and then he goes after Lori. So on the original timeline, in three years later, 1981, mm-hmm. Halloween 2 comes out. And it follows the story immediately following. Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital and he continues pursuing her. Uh Dr. Loomis returns, he returns through most of these movies. I'll, I'll I'll just bring it up briefly, but he's also in the second one. The big piece that breaks this continuity apart is that in part two, we discover on this timeline. Mm-hmm that she is his long lost sister. <gasps> that she was put up for adoption as a child. So he knew he had a sister out there and somehow through his magical Michael ways knew she was his sister. Now, so really he's going after his other sisters,
1: his other sisters. Cause he had killed his older sister. Correct. Again. Correct. Another one who was like fooling around with the guy. And so yep. he kills her. And then he hates sex. He hates sex. Yeah, we didn't like. We were much more moral in the 80s. We like It's true.
0: No sluts. It's true. Um no, yeah. All the weed smoking, no sex. Exactly. Um and so yeah. this was his younger sister. Um uh, yes, I guess so. Um I don't know when she would have been put up for adoption, but okay. I I guess so. Yeah, I guess if it, him being like 8, she probably would have been younger so he remembered her being there. So, yeah, that makes sense. I guess she was probably giving up his adoption as a baby when he was, you know, like six or something. Uh, Give or take. We'll say give or take. But, yeah, so she had been put up for adoption. Halloween 2, he is continuing to the pursuit of Laurie Strode, who we find out is his sister, again, in this timeline only. So Hmm. then the next year, Halloween 3 comes out, and it's called Season of the Witch. Spoiler, I've never seen it. Um, But after the first two movies... (sighs) That's not a spoiler. Yeah, I don't know why I said <laughs> that. Okay. Uh, cause, spoiler! <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it. Which means I don't know spoilers. No. Uh, So so the interesting weird thing about Halloween 3 is that at that point, John Carpenter was trying to make a series of anthology movies all based around weird things that happened at Halloween. Oh, on Halloween. So they kind of... Okay. Yeah. So, so they closed the book on Michael Myers, and it's about like these weird Halloween masks that like take over children when they put them on or they become permanently like attached to their face. Again, I haven't seen it. No Michael Myers, no connection to the previous two. And so Uh it got poorly received. And so they realized, Oh, well, let's go back to the Michael Myers thing. So six years later, they come out with Halloween four, which is a sequel to the second one, continuing the Laurie Strode timeline, Mm -hmm. but Halloween four, it's been, you know, it's been six years. Um, well, I guess it's actually been seven years since Halloween two, we'll say. Okay. Right. So approximately seven years later, Laurie Strode has had a child. She has a little girl okay. and she died in a car accident. So <gasps> Laurie Strode is gone.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
0: Yeah. They don't, it happens off camera. We learn, uh, that, that there's this little girl. It turns out it's Laurie's daughter. So it's his niece. Uh, and her name is Jamie. Uh, and oh. so Michael comes back. And he's going after Lori's daughter, Jamie. And she is kind of the new through point of the series. Okay. Um, Dr. Loomis returns as, you know, same, same, same doctor, still Michael Myers expert, which leads directly into the next sequel, which is Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers. So four was the return five is revenge of Michael Myers came out a year later. So these were back-to-back years wow. continues with the storyline of Jamie, the niece, I think at the beginning of five, Jamie like kills her, the woman taking care of her. So she almost like follows the the same weird thing that Michael did when he was a kid. Because oh. she's like at this point, she's a little girl. So she's traumatized from her uncle Michael trying to kill her. Her mom. So died. the next movie starts out, yeah. And like she the next movie starts out with her putting on a clown mask <gasps> and I think going after her babysitter or whoever it was. Ooh. Um so it like parallels, right? There's this weird connection between her and Michael um as he continues to kill her. Uh, there's like a scene in one of the movies where she like for a moment, he almost like isn't aggressive. She like pulls his mask up and he like, like doesn't like for a split second. There's almost like him not being evil. Uh, and then like someone comes in and disturbs him anyway. And he goes after. Her. Also, Dr. Loomis returns again for this movie. So that's four and five. Okay. So when we tie this to my childhood, so that's five comes out in 1989. I'm seven years old. I'm a massive Halloween fan at this point, I guess at seven. Cause I remember that movie and it ends throughout the whole movie. We see this character with cowboy boots and they only show him from like the calf down. He comes off a bus. He's like walking around. We don't know who he is at the end of five. Michael is in jail. He's behind locked bars, locked. He's behind locked barred, locked doors. (laughs) You know, he's in jail. Somehow they got him in jail. I don't remember how, but at the very end of the movie, I think Dr. Loomis goes to the police station. There's a fire. The alarms are going off. Everyone's dead. And this guy in the cowboy boots has broken Michael out. And like end of end of movie. Obviously, all these end with some sort of cliffhanger because Michael always. Comes wait, wait, off,
1: I right? have a question. Did they let him wear his mask in jail?
0: Um. You know, I don't remember. Do we ever see his face? I assume I assume his mask was on, but they probably are like not messing around. They're not trying to like mess around with his body. This is like superhuman evil, right? Yeah. Uh, They're like, you just keep that. You can wear that. Yeah, you just keep that. Okay. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Okay, you look like William Shatner. We'll pretend that you're, you know, a Star Trek. Yeah, I needed uh, to know. He okay. signed a couple of William. He signed a couple of William Shatner autographs. Okay, so Halloween Five ends. Me and my mom are like, oh my god, what's going to happen in Six? Who's the man with the cowboy boots? We never learned. We're like, who is this guy? What's going on? Is he still going after his niece? You know, like we're feeling like this is prime, great Halloween horror movie time. And then six years goes by. Halloween Six never comes out. And we're like, what's happening with Halloween, man? Every single day, me and my mom were like, what's going to happen with Halloween? Maybe not every day. But legitimately, we were excited about how five ended. We wanted to know what was coming next. Six years later, the greatest disappointment of our lives come oh, when no. Halloween six, the curse of Michael Myers comes out. We're so excited. We might have even seen it in theaters. But let's, okay. So so basically, this movie starts out. and And at the end of part five, apparently he went and kidnapped his niece, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And in the six years between movies, somehow, like, some cult got involved. The guy with the cowboy boots was like involved in some cult. They took him somewhere that he didn't kill everyone. Don't really understand. He has impregnated his niece, Jamie. Oh. Which, yeah, now he's the one having sex. Also, what? And and so the movie starts out, and basically she's escaping just having had his baby. He's killing everyone. And then this is about him trying to chase down his infant son. What? It's <laughs> yeah. Pretty wild. Honestly, pretty disappointing was for 13 year old um, Chris and his mom. Uh, and, and I think the whole world, because let's be honest, they didn't make a sequel after that. Hmm. Right. That's where the original timeline ends. It just got uh, weird.
1: It, it just wasn't. It got weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they brought in this cult thing, and, and they I, I, I don't know. I would like to interview them and find out why they decided to go with that. Uh, but that's where the original timeline ends. Okay, I'll stop. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the end of Laurie Strode as his sister. That's the end of Jamie as his niece, uh, who apparently he impregnates. It's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then 1998 rolls by. So now it's been three years since six came out. Probably didn't do too well. And they do the Laurie Strode continuity reset. So what's special about 1998? It's 20 years since the original one dropped, Mm. right? In 78. So Laurie Strode continuity reset. So Halloween one is part of this timeline. Halloween two is part of this timeline. Laurie Strode is his sister, right? That's the key point in Halloween two, right? Because that was not the case in part Mm -hmm. one. So this is 20 years later, Halloween H2O, where it's been 20 years since Halloween two, when he tried to kill her and she, she was in the hospital, etc. And now he comes back for her and she's like, she's grown up. She has a son. He's in college. She like works at the, she's lives there and her son's going on this thing. And he comes back for her and her son. And she's like with this, she's with this man or whatever. Uh, I don't know if he's her husband. I don't remember, but, uh, she then never tells anyone. She had this murderous brother until he starts coming back for her. And she's like, that's my brother, Michael. Right. So the end of that happens. And this is the one where she cuts his head off at the end. Ah. There's a car accident. He's trapped between a barrier. She cuts his head off. It's done. However, four years later, Halloween Resurrection comes out and we learn that he put the mask on someone else. It wasn't him. He's back one more time after Laurie Strode again. Uh, And even this movie left open ended, but end of timeline. So the Laurie Strode continuity reset four movies to include the original two. And then two additional ones with Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her role mm-hmm. uh to continue that timeline without the timeline where she died and her niece. Got it. So they just okay.
1: they didn't like explain away the whole niece situation. They just said, we're just gonna pretend like that never happened.
0: Yep. Yep, which is kind Got of it. a trend with with this with the series. Yeah, they just kind of partially rebooted it. They just said, everything after this, wipe it away. Let's just start with this <laughs> and bring Jamie Lee Curtis back. Um and that's what they did. Got it. So then that kind of capped it and we're like, okay, well that's kind of a good ending to Halloween, right? They brought Jamie Lee Curtis back. They did a couple of movies. Cool. Well then Rob Zombie, who you and I talked about a little bit, right? Um, Who you didn't know who he was. uh, (laughs) Rob Zombie came in kind of when he was making some horror movies and decided he wanted to make a remake of Halloween. So in 2007 and 2009, he releases Halloween and Halloween Two, Halloween it's basically a remake of the first one with his Rob Zombie weird, there's some hillbilly-ish like, notes to it. Okay. The very Rob Zombie style. Um, but honestly, someone else playing Laurie Strode, someone else playing Dr. Loomis, pretty much a reboot remake of the first one. Halloween 2, less of a remake. It does kind of have some, some callbacks, but it's just a sequel to the first one. And that's it. End of timeline. Rob Zombie did two movies. He remade the first two movies-ish, right? And that ends 2009. Then we get to the last timeline, okay, which is the most recent timeline. And this, this is, is another the, reset, another reset, the Laurie okay. Strode continuity reset again. So this is so after Rob Zombie movies failed to reignite the love of the series, Jamie Lee Curtis comes back again as Laurie Strode to fix, you know, what went wrong in the last reset uh, when they did H2O and all that. Right. Well, what went wrong? Mm-hmm. They, they, they get, John Carpenter back in as a composer and executive producer. Jason Blum gets involved this time, you know oh, from Blumhouse. I know Blum, okay. And so, yep. And so, the way that they decide it, because even though John Carpenter was involved after the first one, uh, you know, however they got in the room, uh, no one was in the room where it happens. Uh, Hamilton callback. Uh, but we don't know how it was decided. But they said, you know what? We don't think we like the timeline where she's his sister. We like the first movie. And that's it. Nothing else counts. Uh-huh. She's wow. not his sister. She never had a daughter named Jamie. She never died in a car accident. He never came back 20 years later. None of that counts. It's like someone went back in time and changed the future. Yeah. Right. So 2018, 2021, 2022, a trilogy is released. That is the most recent Halloween movies. Halloween in 2018, right? Which at this point is 40 years since the original release. Mm-hmm. Uh right 80 90 10 what? yeah 40 years after the original release and it's jamie lee curtis as a grown-up she's a grandmother um or is she just an older mother she's a mother of an adult uh gray long gray hair you know 40 years after she was in the original uh she's a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa puffs she's you know lots of protection and guns and things because that whole traumatic uh incident as a child mm-hmm. has kind of messed with her And then there, this trilogy is, you know, Halloween, then Halloween kills, then Halloween ends, um, ending with the apparent real, actual, maybe possibly death of Michael Myers. And we wrap up all the timelines. And that movie just came out last year. Oh, wait. Yep. 2022. That's last Mm. year. I don't know what year it is. It's fine. But yeah,
1: that is so much it's so complicated my it's big so question is like as a theater goer or as someone following you know all of these universes and you talked about mm-hmm. your disappointment there at some uh, you know along the way but yeah. when you go in after one big reset what is that experience like are you just are you having to re-piece together like oh wait that didn't happen this didn't happen they
0: started fresh or do they set it up in a way that makes it obvious so I think, from my perspective, someone who's kind of followed it forever, right? When H two O came out, there was probably a little bit of like, "Wait, what?" Oh, okay. You just kind of go with it. You're like, "Oh, this is just twenty years later." And and usually before a movie comes out, right? There's like stories about it and whatnot. Um, this is you know, had she survived? I think on this most recent timeline, there was a lot of articles about, "Oh, John Carpenter's coming back. They're redoing it original, you know, original timeline. She's not his brother." They actually talk about it in the movie. Oh, that's how they do it. They do this weird callback in the movie where people are talking about, you know, because like it's a generation later. People know that that happened in Hayden Field, right? So oh, they're like, okay. they're like, wasn't she like his sister or something? And they're like, no, that was just some silly rumor that people oh, made up, right? So they do like a little like callback Cover. to that, um, that timeline. Um, but for me, it was pretty easy to follow because I read up about it. I see new Halloween series coming out. I get excited. I send, yeah. you know, previews to my mom. And um, overall, they were, they were fine. I enjoyed seeing Michael Myers back on screen. And honestly, Jamie Lee Curtis is great. Getting Laurie Strode back for one last go around was, it was fun.
1: Nice. And you said, so
0: the third one, Halloween three, you didn't watch. The season of the witch is like the only one I haven't seen. The one with the weird masks, but every other Um, one you saw, but I've seen all the other ones. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite? (laughs) Uh, There's, I don't know. I, I think that if I had to group, maybe not a favorite movie like a favorite timeline. Um, I think honestly the original timeline minus hmm. Halloween six, I think if I had a favorite timeline, it was one through five. And because as a kid, I, I was really into it. Um, again, six was kind of a disappointment. It, you know, uh, I would go back and watch it again. Maybe, maybe it would hold up, but I think like the continuing adventure of Michael Myers going after his family and then going after the daughter, she's, she was a really compelling little girl actress. Um, and then seeing her journey and how it paralleled with michael and then and then michael going after her like it just seemed again from memory this has been a long time since i've seen him i think that's my favorite timeline. okay uh halloween h2o was fun at the time but it was nothing crazy and then the most recent ones again fun but um you know fun callback fun to watch none of them really like did anything crazy. It's not yeah. like any, and for being recent, it's not like they were super scary, right? They were just uh, Michael Myers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like those, those yeah. first five were nostalgic or whatever. One, two, one, two, four and
0: five. Yeah. Take you back. Well, and, I think, and I think that that's what they've been trying to, they've been trying to reproduce and reignite the series ever since. Yeah. Right. I think after six came out and it just wasn't great. Um, you know, they struggled to continue the storyline and whoever took over for six, took it a little bit too off, far off course. Um, and and they've, you know, ever since, they've been trying to reignite it. Yeah, so, but it's yeah. cool
1: how they, the, how it took little t- twists and turns along the way mm-hmm. and they tried something and they failed and then they were like, oh no, we got to, the whole point of this is Michael Myers. Like, we're not going to do just a random Halloween thing. And then they figured out like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis is a hit. Yeah. Like, it's cool. I think it's really cool how like the, it, there's this evolution of the world of Michael Myers.
0: Well, and it's also interesting, and I hadn't thought about this, but I think that they learned early on something that sequels, right? We are living in the time of, of sequels where people like Bill Murray when he was young making Ghostbusters can come back and make a Ghostbusters movie a billion years later, right? That like that that Harrison Ford can be in another Indiana Jones movie bazillions of years later, or or like doing the Tron movie a million years later, or doing you know, Blade Runner and like all these movies that like we're, we're seeing it were in the lifetime of these characters. They made these epic movies when they were young and, and while they're still around, they're continuing these series. Yeah. Uh, whether some are better than others, of course, but, but I think what they learned, like I'll use Ghostbusters as an example. They tried to reboot it and it didn't do great. Yeah. But when they did a callback to it on the same timeline with, children of those of those characters and brought them in that's more popular because that that brings the nostalgia back and so they realized that you know with this series that they're like oh well Lori strode's she's the through point that's what we need is we need more Lori strode um because it's a compelling storyline yeah um so anyway i thought they you know that's i feel like we're learning that with a lot of movies that are tapping back is you're bringing back the same characters Yeah. Because anyone can remake an old movie. That doesn't mean we want to watch it, but you're bringing back the same character 40 years later and seeing where she's at now in the world and how, how yeah, she does that. Anyway, that's interesting. I, think that's what makes I wonder it interesting.
1: if audience members see themselves more in Laurie, especially audience members of that generation who were teenagers or young adults during the 80s, and now they see you know jamie lee curtis playing this character in the late 2000s and if it's like mm-hmm. i remember what it was like to be there in the 80s and i know where where i am now here in my life and i wonder if they're just seeing yourself and the character is what makes that connection more real i don't know yeah yeah
0: it's interesting I, I think for people like my mom right she was probably about the same age as jamie lee curtis when it came out yeah um you know maybe actually probably pretty close so like you know she's watching someone who was like the same age as her yeah and now all these years later you know same same yep.
1: well that was fun talking about halloween i think this this is a movie we didn't do the scary scale do you want to skip the scary scale for this one or do we want to try and give it a number
0: yeah this is just this, this is a fun, a fun one. one i don't know how we would rate yeah, it. yeah yeah we rate it probably the same as for nightmare now
1: yeah totally obviously. agree i think this is an easy one to watch if you're like me and you don't love scary movies this one isn't you know there's no gore like it's 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 pretty chill and it's an iconic one so like you owe it to yourself to see oh i've now covered two of the major three like iconic villain characters so we got to get that third one in there at some point but here's my Mm -hmm. my my plea to you if you're one of those not scary movie fans you tell yourself you've convinced yourself that you don't like scary movies i think you can't handle them y'all it's halloween you got to put at least, I mean, you can maybe do Hocus Pocus if you want to keep it chill, but give it, give it, just give it a little bit of effort. Like pick one scary movie. Maybe something that's a little more on the mild side and give it a go because it's spooky season. That's what, that's the best time to watch scary movies.
0: It's the best time. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, pick a movie that's 50 years old, man. Yeah. It's not going to, it's not going to be you.
1: fine. You'll be fine.
0: Sam's a scary cat and he he basically loved it. And I did great
1: and you will do great too.
0: <laughs> yeah, we believe in you. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So thanks for joining us on this special Halloween episode. Happy Halloween week. Uh, have a great Halloween. Do some trick-or-treating. Watch some horror movies or at least one. Uh, take this time to catch up on Scary Movie Friday Night Season 1 because uh, Season 2 is coming soon uh, and we'll see you soon. Bye everybody.